pretty happy dude. I I like my life. A lot of people... Okay, so... I'm not technically an atheist. I don't know if I would consider myself an atheist, but I am, like, super damn agnostic. I don't believe in God, but I don't roll out the possibility. You know, I, I want to give the old guy a shot, I suppose. But in a lot of ways, I, I might be a nihilist. I'm not quite sure. Like, the way you would define a nihilist, I guess, is that the universe, there's no, there's no meaning in life. Everything is pointless. Nothing matters. That's kind of my perspective on a lot of things. But I, I'm i still pretty optimistic about things. I consider myself an optimistic nihilist. And I think... Like, a lot of people would think nihilism would make you very depressed. And you can't go through life... You know, like, what's the point of living if nothing matters? Well, for one, it totally goes against our DNA. I know some people, I mean, okay, yeah, obviously some people commit suicide whenever they lose hope and stuff like that. That's out there, but for the most part, it's in our biology to just keep living. To just keep trying, just survive. It's in our biology, but... At the same time, it's it's really important to make your own meaning. You know, the fact that there is no meaning is exactly why I can kind of do the things I feel like I should be doing. It's just, you know, I'm manufacturing my own purpose. And I think that keeps me going. Um, I, I've never felt suicidal or anything. So you can be a nihilist and still be happy. You can still not believe in God, still be happy. You can find meaning without God. Um, but you still need some kind of purpose, some kind of meaning. A lot of people, God is their meaning. You know? that's, that's their void because, like, biologically, yes, we are wired to survive, but a big part of that survival, a big thing that keeps people going, is meaning. That's a big factor for human survival. You know, we, we create these stories for each other. And we, we find meaning in a lot of things. I've been thinking a lot about this lately because you... So, people who would consider themselves liberal, they tend to be less religious than conservative people. And lately, liberals left this, I guess you could say. Very, you know, the, the extreme version of liberals. They have been very overt with their activism. They, like lately we've been seeing a lot of protests and rioting on the streets. And it's been very aggressive in a lot of ways. And you know, I feel like that's kind of the the meaning they're searching for. You know, they they don't have religion, a lot of them, so they're finding their purpose 
out on the streets with other people. You know, this is kind of their their way of worshiping. They're just protesting in a very aggressive manner. Uh, yeah, like we look for meaning in anything. We fetishize celebrities. We we obsess over movies like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. You know, a lot of it, like the way we think about it, it's kind of coming from the same part of the brain where we worship and things. So it's very, it's very natural to find meaning in anything. And you want to find meaning in something. You know, you got to stand for something. Otherwise, you're going to fall for anything, right? And I don't exactly know what my purposes, you know, what my personal meaning is in life, but I do know, well, like, I I have the self-awareness, I hope, that, you know, understanding that people need meaning and purpose, and they'll find it anywhere. And knowing that, it makes it easier for me to not necessarily fall for anything that gets introduced to me, like some kind of ideology or cult or religion, you know. So having the awareness that people do need meaning, it makes it a little easier to not just fall for anything. That being said, I don't exactly know what my purpose is, but it's okay. I'm, I'm still pretty chipper. Maybe maybe my meaning is understanding. I I tend to obsess out of out of all the things in life. I think one of the things I obsess over the most would be understanding myself, understanding who I am. And that's a big part of this podcast cuz I know not many people listen to this, but it's mostly for me. I'm mainly doing this for myself because I just, I want to be a better version of me, like, through, as the years go on, I want to become a better person, and one of the ways to become a better person, it, in, a, in a small way, but it's still a way, is to be a better speaker, a better articulator of the things I say, and I feel like podcasts is a good outlet for that, because this is something I've been doing before podcasts, which is talking to myself. But whenever I have a recorder on, it sort of adds the element that I'm actually talking to another person. Usually I'll just be in the living room or my room just talking to myself, just talking in the air. But I know in my head that I'm talking to myself. But just having a microphone in front of me, it does add a little more illusion that someone else is listening. So I'm focusing more on the words I say. I'm paying more attention to try to make sure that you understand what I'm saying. But yeah, it doesn't always work out, but it's just progress. But yeah, that that's a big reason I... I do this podcast. It's a big reason I read so I can 
particularly psychology books, so I can try to apply it to my own life and understand, you know, where, where, where do I go wrong? Where do I have my little slip-ups? Because we all have them, but not a lot of us want to do anything about it. You know, we kind of ignore it, hope that it'll be different next time, but if we're not actively working on the mental the mental flaw, the mental defect, then it's just going to keep repeating itself. So my hope for me is to condition myself to get that little tick, that little mental bug out of my head. Some of it is permanent. You know, a lot of it you can't really do anything about. And that's okay. That's a big, that's another thing to work on too, is accepting the things you can't really change. Accepting the inner being of who you are. That is a huge part of well-being. You know, whenever we ignore an issue or try to resist it, which is even worse, it, we all know it, it just comes back worse. <laughs> it comes back bigger. It's an even bigger issue to deal with. So any, any kind of psychological defect you might have, the best thing you can do is first acknowledge it. Acknowledge that it's there. And second, welcome it. Don't push it out. Just welcome it with open arms. That is the best thing you can do. That's what I've learned. And it really does help. You know, uh, an example in my life would be that I, sorry, the thing, what's it called? I have been very introverted my whole life, very quiet, very reserved. You know, I, I tend to listen in on conversations rather than contribute to them. You wouldn't think that just by, like, hearing the podcast, because I, I seem to be talking a lot right now, but usually I'm just listening. And for the longest time, I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought, like, why can't I just talk? You know what? I'm going to go next social gathering. I'm going to be the, the life of the party. I'm going to do all that stuff, okay? Everyone's going to want to talk to me. And, but I built that pressure in my head and it made it even worse. It like, you know that you know, like when you think too much about something, it just comes out like shit. You know it because it's not happening naturally. So it just it's even worse than if you said nothing at all. So. So whenever I started. Just accepting that, yeah, I'm just a quiet guy. I I don't like to talk. It's not that I'm nervous to talk. It's just I really truthfully don't want to talk as much it depends if I'm in the mood to talk I'll talk if I don't feel like talking I won't talk and once I started telling myself that talking became easier it just came naturally and I I began talking more because I was cool if I didn't talk so that's that's one example in my life there's there's others I can't really think of them but really, it just helps to accept who you are. You know, I'm, there's, there's definitely outer layers 
of your being that you can totally change. There's plenty of things you do have control over, but who you are internally, you know, for lack of a better word, your spirit, who that is, that's, that's, that's staying there. Do not try to fight your inner being. You can definitely shift, you can definitely shape your, your outer self. You can mold it a little bit, you know. What's an example of an outer self? Just the way you present yourself. Like, like if you're an insecure person, people, insecure people tend to like hunch forward. They tend to have their shoulders facing forward, kind of like, like they're subconsciously covering themselves up. So their, their shoulders are more inward, you know, pointing towards their sternum. You can, you can definitely like get, you can definitely get out of that. You know, you can think yourself out of that. Start walking, reminding yourself to walk with your chest out. And also the actions you do. You know, Naval Ravikant talks about like, be honest with yourself, not because other people are watching, but because you're watching. You know, you your insecurity is based off of what you do in your own time. You know, kind of like, uh, how do, what does he say? It's like the deal you make with yourself. If you do something that you know makes you feel bad, you're going to walk around with that energy. And... You're, you're just going to manifest the way you act. If you genuinely feel bad about doing something, but you continue to do it, it's going to show in your personality. It's just going to rub off on other people. And that is totally true. It's, it's weird how our bodies do that, but it's definitely true. So yeah, just walk around... Just be more honest. That's the best thing I can say. Uh, that's something I'm still working on. You know, I I tend to be pretty damn honest. Out of, if anything, my issue is lies of omission. You know, leaving out bits of information that could otherwise be necessary to a story or something. You know, but... It's not that I'm technically lying, it's just that I'm leaving out information. Maybe that's probably my biggest form of dishonesty. Other than that, I'm pretty damn honest. I was talking to myself about this the other day. <laughs> that's another reason I, I, I do self-talk alone, like without the recorder, because... There's some things that I'm just not ready to make public, you know? And I was talking, I was pointing out the fact that, yeah, even with my best friends, there's still a few things I don't tell them. And everyone is like that, you know? Even with our closest friends, there's still a few things in our life that we just don't really bring up. Not necessarily because of what they'll think, but kind of like what it makes us think about ourselves. You know, we're worried that they'll feel the way we feel about it or something. It's, it's weird. 
Because I know if I tell my friends, they'll, they'll be like, oh, that's all good, man. That's all good. So, that yeah, that's definitely something I need to work on. All of us, really. But, yeah, the more the more honest you can be, the more liberating it is. Not to a point where you're autistic. You know, you're just hurting people's feelings out of honesty. You know, that's... Sam Harris kind of argues that, like, Maybe it is best in the end to just be bluntly honest about everything. Not even white lies. You know, the kind of lies that protect the feelings of others. Uh, I don't know. I I haven't really dwelled, delved deep into that topic. You know, whether or not we should tell white lies. <clears throat> but in the bigger scheme of things, big lies. Don't. Avoid situations that would tempt you to lie. Just just for yourself. Not because you want to stay out of trouble, but you want to have a good relationship with yourself. And when you do things that make you feel bad, it rubs off on everyone else. Because people can feel that shit. It really is a strange thing. It's a very, it's like a subconscious language that we all communicate on. We don't all pick up on it, you know, but we do get those vibes, for lack of a better word. I'm using like hippie nomenclature, but vibes, I'm a big believer in vibes. And yeah, how did this start off? I was talking about being a nihilist. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I would consider myself an optimistic nihilist. There's a lot to live for, but inherently, like, there's, there's no meaning, you know? I mean, I mean, really think about it. <laughs> Man, this is going to end on a negative note. Not for me. For me, it's going to be neutral, but for some of you, it might be. A little negative. But, you know, it's weird to think that humans have some sort of intrinsic value over a worm or a kangaroo. It's a weird example. But, you know, we don't think about what happens to a deer after it dies or what happens when you step on an ant, you know. But for us... You know, we get to go to a special place, or a very bad place. It's weird. Why? Eh. It's it's kind of a gut thing for me. There's this argument about how atheists aren't really atheists. Like, if it really came down to it, like if an atheist was on his deathbed, he would be shitting his pants just like everyone else, because at the end of the day, we don't want to die. And an atheist would probably get down on his knees just for one last shot, one Hail Mary shot. Like, oh God, uh, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and just hope something happens. I don't know about that. I, well, actually, maybe. <laughs> I, can, I can maybe see myself doing that. But at the, at the same time, there's no conviction behind it. It's really just a survival mechanism because at the end of the day, I just want to live. And 
the idea of going to heaven is really, you know, that means I get to live again. I get to keep living. So it's really just a survival mechanism. If that if that is the case, you know, if atheists really aren't atheists. But really it's about conviction. And an atheist maybe would say that. I don't doubt it. I definitely can see myself saying it, but really it's just me wanting to live. But there's no conviction behind it. I'm I'm pretty sure God would see that. <laughs> like, hey, you said you accepted me at the end of the day, but I know for a fact you just wanted to not burn hell, little boy. Then he pulls the lever and I just drop in the devil's lap. Oh man, that would suck. Imagine that. If I'm wrong, ooh, I'm fucked forever. Eternity's a long time. That's a that's a that's a forever time, you know? Eternity. What the hell's gonna happen for eternity? Nah, oh well. It's it's a weird thing to think. But at the same time it's also silly. Conviction. I have no conviction that any of it is real. That's okay. If you do, that's fine. Because you know, if you need it, you need it. You gotta have it. A lot of people, that's how they get by. They need that that little thing to hang on to. You know, a lot of people who become addicted to drugs and hit rock bottom, they they tend to find Jesus. And when they're on their knees, yep, time to pray. I have gone too far down this rabbit hole and it's not working out for me. That happens. That's okay. I don't want to take that away from anybody. But also, no one's no one's taking that away from me. <laughs> I was about to say, but also, don't take it away from me. What are you taking away? There's nothing to take away from. There's nothing there, literally. But it's just about interpretation, too. The way you think about it, the way you perceive it. A lot of people would think, like, it's in their head, a lot of people who believe in God. It's in their head, like, oh, so an atheist just believes in nothing? So, nothing? So you think something came from nothing? I mean, you can you can go forever with that argument. Like, okay, did God come from nothing? And, you know, it's just one of those arguments that it's never going to have an answer. No one's going to change their mind on anything. But... It's really how you interpret it. Because people, a lot of people, if they, a lot of people who might believe, if you can convince them that, yes, there is no value, there's no meaning in the universe. Nothing matters. We're just accidents. It's all random. And, yeah, when you die, you'll rot in the ground, you'll turn in the fertilizer, and a deer will eat the grass that you grew out of the fertilizer it will shit you out and yeah the circle of life that's basically how it is Mufasa had it dead on good on him where was I going with this yeah if a lot of a lot of people who think that they it would upset them a lot they people hate not feeling special but 
that's the truth. I'm sorry. No, John, that's your truth, okay? That's not my truth. Okay, fair enough. But if you really were to be hyper-rational about it, I think you would agree with me, wouldn't you? But that's okay. Believe what you want to believe. It's all good. It's a free country, right? I don't know where I'm going with this conversation. I think I'm just trying to piss people off. That's what it feels like. Maybe I'm the asshole. Fuck! It's me. God damn it. Okay. Well, yeah. I think these episodes are getting better. I'm sort of coming in with a general idea of what to talk about. That's good. That's good. I'm I'm being less boring. That's good. And my the quality of the podcast is getting better. The audio, wonderful. The music, yeah. <coughs> oh, damn it. I coughed. Cleared my throat. If anyone has any uh, solutions for a phlegmy throat, I'm all ears because I would love to stop having. I feel like I've been clearing my throat for years now. We have a teacher at my old high school. We made fun of her specifically because she was always clearing her throat. It was just every five minutes. <coughs> and like it, that, w- that was her signature. That's her catchphrase. <coughs> like, okay, that's a shitty catchphrase. But we all pick up on it. So you're going to, we'll remember her because of that. That's crazy, right? She, she won't be forgotten because of that damn throat of hers. Interesting. <coughs> That was real. I wasn't making fun of her. But, yeah, this this 30-day challenge is making it... It's, it's difficult to, to come up with a new podcast every day, but at the same time, it's forcing me to be a little creative. And I, I notice if I come at it, if I come at this with a little more energy when I start off, it makes it much easier to keep going. So that's that's cool. It makes it it makes a a flow, a good flow. <clears throat> I just need a general topic when I get in here. And then I I'll be more or less pretty good. I've been doing less second drafts. Most of these recordings are first time recordings. So that's good. I like that. I appreciate that. Good on you, John. Again, I don't know who's listening to this, but this is mainly for me. This is one of my exercises to be a better person. Hello, I have you scheduled for tomorrow. Oh, just got a text from work. I need to get back to him. But, um, yeah, it's a good episode. 800 bars. I wonder how long that is. But, yeah, this should release on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I did two good podcasts today. Good on you, mate. Anyway, hopefully this was a very helpful podcast for any listeners out there. It was helpful for me. I feel a little more uh, upbeat after this conversation that I had with myself, but you get to hear. But sweet. Cool. We're going to end it right here. Have a good night. 
there is no God, but that is okay. Because we are positive. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm an idiot sometimes. All right, later.